Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, artists with dream of manga creation, brutally repetitive exercises, the difficulty of life as an artist, still life drawing, and lessons learned from life. Listener discretion is advised. Manga Review Episode 341, Blank Canvas, My So-Called Artist's Life. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts and manga reviews about connected enhanced narratives. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Yes, we are back for another fun episode of this wonderful podcast, and I'm kind of excited because this week's going to be crazy. Because this week, I am taking a break at the end of the week and going to an awesome convention, which I've enjoyed one time I've gone there, I'm talking about Anime NYC. It's going to be at the Jacob Javits Center in Manhattan, and I'm going to be there for three days, and I'm kind of excited to see a couple of things that are going on there. The big draw is the Lupin the Third Goodbye Partner movie, and also uh, Weathering With Me is coming out, which is the new Makoto Shinkai film. So I'm kind of intrigued to see what's going on there. Also, I am curious as to what the big cosplay is going to be. I'm thinking maybe Promare, maybe Demon Slayer, hopefully Dr. Stone. Or will it all be Naruto and Bleach? I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. But I'm getting way ahead of myself. If you've joined us for the first time, welcome. Like I said, Spirekin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connected enhanced narratives. Now, put simply, that means that every episode we talk about different geeky topics and tell you the pros and cons about it. Since this is the manga review, we're going to tell you about how the art style is, the characters are, the overarching plot, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I or my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can find any of our early episodes at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, Apple Music, Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Stitcher, Spotify, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N, I guarantee you'll find us. I'm pretty sure we have a Twitch account that we haven't used in a while, but that does not matter. Also, if you want to send us any comments or concerns, or if you want to answer our random question of the week, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com, or on Twitter, at Spirekin. Direct message me, I'm always willing to talk to fans, no problem. And so with that in mind, um, something I completely forgot besides the news of Anime NYC this weekend is that we've changed formats a little bit. Some of you may have noticed, some of you may not notice, but we've actually started calling the manga reviews manga review. Originally it was just episode and then a unique title. So example, the first episode of this podcast was episode one, The Great Zomogustar Appears. Um... It was because a lot of people were complaining that our titles were a little too confusing. Even though I had a lot of fun coming up with these unique titles that dealt with something from the topic itself, they did have a point that's a little bit confusing. So we've decided to just kind of, for now, stick with Manga Review Episode 341. Uh, Like this episode's Blank Canvas, my so-called artist life. It'll be Manga Review Episode Blank, then the title of the manga. If you like the original way, let me know. Tell me why you think I should keep it, or should I just modify and do manga review episode 341 and then the unique title? What do you guys think? Uh, let me know. Um, think that's about it. We should get to it, shall we? Yes, we should. So, since it is that time, it is time for the release schedule for the week. And since this is November 12th, 
there's a lot that came out. Well, today, Disney Plus opened up, so I've been kind of crazy watching a bunch of Disney things that I had completely forgotten about. Besides the launch of Lady and the Tramp, you also had Star Wars Mandalorian, which came out. You have a couple of weird original series, and you have old school stuff like The Black Hole and Black Cauldron. And also, for some weird reason, you have, uh, what is that one? Darby O'Gill and the Little People, so there's a lot to watch. I am going to be doing a review of The Mandalorian this week, and I may be setting up a new podcast. Maybe we're going to be calling it the Spyrokin Streaming Show Review or the Spyrokin Television Review. I'm still working on a title. Let me know what you guys think. I'll probably say the same thing in the review, but I digress. So, since we're talking about it, let's get to it. The releases for this week, and we have a bunch. It was a heavy week for November 12th. So, besides... Well, I didn't count them all this week, but let me just read some of the titles which came out. I'm going to read all of them, but... So, what came out this week was 8686, Volume 3, The Light Novel... A Tropical Fish Yearns for Snow, Volume 1. Angels of Death, Volume 0, Volume 3, the manga. That's kind of a confusing title, but whatever. You have Batum, Volume 26. Bungo Stray Dogs, Another Story, Volume 1. Classmates, Volume 3, Setsugyo Se, Spring, the manga. Classroom of the Elite, The Light Novel, Volume 3. Death Marches to the Parallel World Rhapsody, Volume 8. Do You Love Your Mom and Her Two-Hit Multi-Target Attack, Volume 4 of the Light Novel. I still have no fucking clue how that is still being released. That is such a weird fucking light novel. Anyway, Eclair Blue, the manga. For the Kid I Saw in My Dreams, Volume 3. Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Edition, Volume 7. That's the omnibus. Uh, Happy Sugar Life, Volume 3. Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, Familia Chronicle, Volume Lu, Volume 5, the manga. Dageru Days, Volume 13. Kaiju Girls Carmelize, Volume 2. Kiguri Twin, Volume 4. Kino's Journey of the Beautiful World, Volume 4. Konosuba, God's Blessing of This Wonderful World, Volume 9. Monster and the Beast, Volume 2. Monster Wrestling Interspecies Combat Girls, Volume 2. My Monster Secret, Volume 18. My Youth Romantic Comedy is Wrong as I Expected, at Comic, Volume 12, the manga. Ome no go Jose wo Sonosuke, Volume 1, the light novel. Our Wonderful Days, Volume 1, the manga. Overlord a la carte, Volume 2. Phantom Tales of the Night, Volume 2. Radiant, Volume 8. ReZero, Starting Life in Another World, Chapter 3, Truth of Zero, Volume 9, the manga. Reborn is of Polar Bear, Volume 2. Record of Grand Crest War, Volume 5. Requiem of the Rose King, Volume 11. Rene, Volume 31, the manga. Sailor Moon Eternal Edition, Volume 6. Skeleton Knight in Another World, Volume 2. So I'm a Spider, So What, Volume 7, the light novel. Sword Art Online, Alternative Gun Gale Online, Volume 5, the light novel. Teasing Master, Tagaki-san, Volume 6. The Dirty Way to Destroy the Goddess's Hero, Volume 2, The Light Novel. The Eminence in Shadow, Volume 1. The Greatest Demon Lord is Reborn as a Typical Nobody, Volume 1, The Light Novel. The Honor Student at Magic High School, Volume 10. The Slayer of Tanya the Evil, Volume 7, The Light Novel. The World's Strongest Rearguard, Labyrinth Country's Novice Seeker, Volume 1, The Manga. Trinity 7, Volume 18. 
Umeneko When They Cry, Episode 8, Twilight of the Golden Witch, Volume 3. A lot of these are very long, convoluted titles, you've got to admit. Witch Hat Atelier, Volume 4. World End, What Do You Do at the End of the World, Are You Busy, Will You Save Us, Volume 5. World's Strongest Rearguard, Labyrinth Country, and Dungeon Seeker, Volume 1, the manga. You Call That Service, Volume 1, the light novel. And Your Name, Another Side, Earthbound, Volume 2. So we have a lot of stuff that came out this week, and to be honest, I think only three things stuck to my mind, really. The ones I'm interested in are The Eminence and Shadow, Volume 1. Uh, you Call That Service, because I have no idea what that one is about. You have... Uh, I want to think that Overlord on a card is pretty cool, but not really. I'm not going to go into that. So, I'm a spider, so what? I've been enjoying that series. It's very refreshing. Uh, Teasing Master Tagaki-san is a lot of fun. I can't wait to review that. It's been on the wheel. and It'll come up eventually. We'll see, though. Um, And the other big one is, I've got to say, for the kid I saw in my dreams, because I've heard it's a really good manga. If you read it, let me know. Which of these titles are you interested in? Because I'm excited to see the overlap and what you guys think I like is interesting or weird. Also, I'm kind of interested in Monster Wrestling Interspecies Combat Girls because that seems like it's one of those another Monster Girl, uh, let's be honest, Monster Girl fetish books. But I don't know what it's about. Maybe it's them fighting and they're super muscular as opposed to plus-sized elf where they're all chubby. Let me know what it's about. I don't know. We'll see. But... With that in mind, let's get to the manga review at hand. And hold on a second while I blow my nose. Yeah, that that little sinus thing came back, so I'm a little bit drippy today. I do apologize if I sound it out. Could edit it again, but I'm trying to be on time. So, let's do it, shall I? So, if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only... The Wheel of Manga, and dictated to be there viewing a manga that was written by the very popular Akiko Higashimura, which is actually her pen name. I didn't discover that until I read this manga, but that's interesting. She is the creator of such mangas as Princess Jellyfish, Kisuke Yuki-chan, Mamawa Tenpurist, Maropan Dash, and Yukiban no Tora. So she's a very prolific manga writer and this series that she wrote this uh it's a very short series only four it's a mini series won the eighth manga taisho in 2015 so it was written in 20 it started in 2011 to 2015 there are five volumes it is a uh jose autobiographical slice of life that was published over here by seven seas entertainment and released in japan by shuisha like i said a jose and the title for it in japanese is Kaku Kaku Shikajika, or in English, the more, well, it's a longer name, Blank Canvas, My So-Called Artist's Life. And this is the autobiographical story of Akiko Higashimura's journey into becoming an artist through one of the most inspirational figures in her life. To get into it, as a child, she's always wanted to read and write manga. She's always wanted to write manga since the one day she was walking down the street and she saw a bunch of tagobans from the bouquet line just laying in the street. Most likely, as she says, someone put the trash out on the wrong day and she found it by accident. And she ended up falling in love with shoujo manga. 
And she loved it. It's amazing, unique, and very different. And she wanted to draw it. And this became the focus of her life. This is what she wanted to do. And everyone was encouraging her and said she was an amazing artist. So she got up a bit of an inflated ego. And she was like, yes, I'm amazing. I'm going to get into school. I'm going to get married to a famous actor. He's going to play the lead in the live-action adaptation of my manga. And I'll have fun and do that. And life is going to be great. And as she's about to graduate high school, it's her senior year, her friend who's trying to get into art school informs her about a art program that's happening outside of school that she attends every day, and it's helped her broaden her horizon. And she ends up kind of giving a reference to Higashimura-san, to this art place, which is not accredited. It's actually super cheap. It's only $50 a week. And she ends up going there, and she meets the sensei, this kind of angry older guy who hits most of his pupils with a bamboo sword and the first thing he says is let me see your work and she's like oh you can't show my work here in her head they'll be all embarrassed when the sensei says that my work is the best he lays out her best work it's crap crap that's super crappy okay here's what i want you to do sit down see that bust i want you to draw it what sit down draw that statue It'll take you about six hours draw it and then tomorrow draw the same one and then and so on and so forth. And he's kind of abusive about it. He's kind of like, he tells her that it's crap, but he says, you're going to sit here and you're going to work. And you're going to work. And you're going to work. And this becomes kind of her routine. At first she tries to run away because she thinks he's a jerk. And he's actually willing to help her out. Like she says she's sick, she's not feeling well. He runs after her, uh, called her parents and found that her parents aren't going to be home. So he wanted to let her know that the spare key is hidden under the mat in the usual spot. And then he waits at the bus station with her while his other students are there minding their own business. So it's kind of crazy because he's caring. But he treats all of his students like that. It's always repetition. Just draw. That is his mentality. Just draw. If you got blocks, just draw. That's it. And she's drawing the same thing over and over and over again. And she's thinking, why am I doing this? This is so annoying. And she's drawing so much. Like there's a bunch of different walks of life in this little quote unquote study group. There's old men, children, and he does this to all of them. Like, there's an old man who's there who's just drawing a tissue box every single day. Draw the tissue box. Draw the tissue box. Draw the tissue box. Later on in the manga, when he has his opening gallery, the guy's tissue box is there, and it's perfect. It's Because he kept drawing because he couldn't get it right. Something was always wrong. And this is her experience with this sensei who has taught her through her life and helped her and been there for her. He was always motivating her and trying to get her to be the best she could be. Like, he's the one that would do all the things that you need to do to motivate a person correctly. Like, when she fails out of one of the exams, everyone's tippy-toeing around like saying, Oh, we can't tell her. We can't tell her. He's like, you failed the exam. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to draw. You're going to draw. And then next year, you're going to take the exam again, and you're going to kick ass. You Look, your artwork is crappy, so you got to pass the exam. So what you do, you're going to get more than 90%. And the thing is that uh, Higashimura-san isn't smart. So she figures kind of a weird, I guess age genius, but she figures out this weird hack. She finds a book that tells you how to read how certain multiple choice questions are written so you can figure out what the answer is. And because of this, she's able to get 90% on all of her exams. Not reading the question, just looking at the 
question and this figuring it out, not remembering the information. It's ridiculous. It's insane. She's like, yeah, I was able to do this, and that's how I graduated school. It's like, wait, what? And everyone's saying, you're retarded. This sounds so stupid. And she shows the book to Sensei. Sensei reads, like, oh my god, this is genius. Give this to, to her over there. It's her second year. This will help her pass her classes. He's this really weird guy that is so strange, and you wonder if he's like a there's something wrong with him, but he's just there for her and helps her out. And over time, during her best moments, he helps her out. And at her worst moments, she kind of screws him over in ways which are like when he needs help, she kind of is like, Oh, I gotta run away. I'm, you know, every time she wants to run away. The thing is, he's like this important figure in her life. It's a. Besides being a love letter to this sensei that taught her so much, it's also her going through her story of becoming a mangaka. And it occasionally intercuts to the present, or 2015, when she's with her son and how she's divorced and how life is and breaks down how mangas are created. And it's poignant. It goes into all the little things, like her trying to get into a college and... It not going over well, so she ends up applying to a bunch of other ones. She gets the one which is in the middle of nowhere, and she ends up going to that college. And instead of taking it seriously, she ends up screwing around. She ends up becoming a party girl, hanging out with her friends, and being stupid. And when they're gonna fail her out, she ends up. Uh, her teacher shows up and rearranges her entire. Her sensei shows up, rearranges her entire studio, and then says, "Just draw. Just draw yourself." And she ends up making a painting, which everyone's like, oh my god, this is beautiful. And he's just the catalyst she needs. And that shows her uh, getting her first job, because she thinks that she's going to get a job doing this and that. And then Sensei says, you, you can't get a job? I can get you a job. You work with my friend. He's uh, he's quitting, so you become a teacher. And she's like, yes, I'll be our teacher. She comes back to her hometown. I'm sorry the teacher decided not to retire, so you're kind of screwed. But you know what? You could work for me. 5,000 yen a week, and we can make this work as a team. I'll be the person who is the boot camp person. You're the person who cleans it up. Um, there's a, a very funny cartoon that she draws that explains it. It shows that, okay, so he is the person who, when you're talking to an actor, who's going to say, you have to lose 15 pounds. You have to work out. You have to do voice acting every day. Work, 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 work. And she's the one who's, okay, so now we have to change your name a little bit. So he makes the rough piece of wood into a shape and she shapes it into what it needs to be so it can graduate and this works out for her eventually she ends up having to work at a utility company because she needs to make money or else she's gonna be thrown out by her parents and then she ends up submitting some of her work to different uh, manga companies gets accepted by it and then it shows her working as a mangaka wall hiding the fact she wants to be a mangaka from her sensei and then her dealing with the fact that her sensei is so reliant on her, but she has to grow up as a person as well. And her, her, just about her relationship. And it's, it makes you sad. Apparently, in one point she says, one of the my other kohais who had met sensei read this and they were crying. They said it made me miss him so much. It shows you loved him so much. And it's, it's a very poignant story. And I love the fact that besides it being in a more realistic style than her usual work she does intercut with a lot of little sketches here and there like when she's talking about how she was a child and drew she actually puts in her old drawings in the manga 
And then later on, she has other drawings of different styles that she was working on, like where she's showing the process of working. Okay, here's storybooking, and then here's the rough sketch, and then here's the full print, and then here's where you add the screen tone, and it shows all these little bits. It's, it's fascinating. At the end of the last volume in Japan, because there's only a couple volumes out here now, they actually have her with photographs that she took in Japan, and she actually sketches all of them, and they're not photorealistic, but they're very realistic and very different. And I gotta say, as someone who does have an art degree, it, one, it brought me back to the old days of being an art, an art major. But also, it's an interesting, just a great life story. And one I recommend everyone reads. It's one which is heartfelt, sad and happy, and tragic and disappointing and wonderful and all these things together. I could see why it was, it won the Manga Taisho Award in 2015. I, I'm struggling to, to think of what else I could say without gushing over this so much. But it's it's a very engaging story. And if you've ever wanted to be a mangaka, I highly recommend it. Or if you've ever wanted to do anything in art, I highly recommend this. And the one thing I got out of this manga is that every time that everyone froze up, him just saying, just draw, fits so well. It's like, oh, I think I can't do it. If you think you can't do it, just clear your head and just do the thing that you say you can't do. Just do it, and you'll get it done. And that's kind of cool. So for that reason, I cannot give this anything lower than a really, really, really fucking cool. It's an excellent manga that transcends the, this is just superhero crap. This is a manga that you could show to other people and say, this is what manga is. Beautiful artwork with an amazing story. And it's one which you show and they could be like, okay, I understand what manga is about. This is the one that you show. It's one of those ones that it is an amazing work. Now, right now, if you go to any Barnes & Nobles or Amazon, you can get the first two volumes out. The third volume is available on the 19th of November, so I'll be talking about that next week when it comes out. And volume four and five come out in 2020. Now, if you are like me or an impatient, you can find the Japanese version through Book Off or through various other sites or locations just looking for it. Or if you're desperate for it, which I do not recommend, you could look through various let's just say going into open water sites, but I don't recommend that because this has actually been released. And this was a great purchase, I will say that. And when they come out, I am gonna buy the rest of the series. And as a, a Jose series, this is, it's fine for everybody. It's not, it's not like our other work, which is so honed. This is more all encompassing and I do love that. However, this is a podcast that wants to hear what you think as well. Let me know what you think if you've read Blank Canvas, if you enjoyed it, or if you thought it was overrated. Let me know what you think, zanspirekin.com. The random question of the day is going to be, have you ever had a teacher who drove you like that, who was cruel to you as 
that time you thought was being cruel or bullying, but then you realize they were pushing you to be the best you could be. That's an interesting concept that I'm curious about. Let me know. Zanspiker.com or at Spirekin. So remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. Community personally at Zanspiker.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. Just type in Spirekin. I guarantee you'll find us. And with that in mind, let's get to the part you've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What I've done is I've assigned a manga title to each of the 10 slots. We're going to spin that wheel, whatever number it lands on. That's what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review episode 342. So, I'm excited because we've got some great titles on here. We've got some weird titles on here. And i got to say there's one title which I'm kind of shocked we're going to be reviewing. But whatever. Let's spin and see what we're going to review. Number two. So, in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, we're going to be reviewing a manga that's an isekai, but it sounds kind of interesting, called My Next Life as a Villainess. All paths lead to doom. I'm intrigued. Don't know what it's about, but we'll find out. So I guess that's it for this episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. This is your host, Zan. I am Gonsville. Catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga. See you.